This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM. I am Benji Shulman and this is the new Blue Review. Good to be with you on this Monday morning. And as we have listened over the last few months to the issue of unemployment in our country, which is probably one of the most pressing, if not the most pressing uh, issue that faces our country, a lot of people are talking about entrepreneurship and how could entrepreneurship help us when we're trying to reduce the, uh, the, the, the unemployment rate and just get people uh, employed and engaged in the economy. And so we thought we would bring on uh, R- Rob Fenter, who is a senior um, a lecturer at the Wits Business School and also recently launched a clinic at Wits University to help create and support entrepreneurs in our city and in our society and to chat to him about the issue of entrepreneurship and how it is uh, being tackled and handled in our country. Uh, Professor Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the New Blue Review. Morning, Benji. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So when we are talking about the issue of entrepreneurship, you know, sometimes we think about people like Elon Musk or Bill Gates or or sort of those sorts of tech people, or sometimes people will say, oh, well, I'm an entrepreneur and I sort of run my own tax consultancy or something like that. Uh, and, And the two don't necessarily seem to fit on the same Wavelength. So maybe you could get a start by telling us what what is the definition of an entrepreneur in in, in your in your perspective. So very simply, for from our perspective, and, and certainly from my perspective, an entrepreneur is simply somebody who identifies an opportunity and is able to marshal resources and pursue that opportunity and exploit that opportunity to its fullest extent. And so that could be anything on a small scale to something uh, much bigger. So it doesn't necessarily have to do with the amount of money that you have. It's It's got to do with the idea of taking risk. Yes, quite, quite absolutely. So it, quite right, it doesn't really, it isn't really limited to the, the scale of the, the opportunity, the scale of the oper- operation. It's it, it really is just about taking that risk, pursuing that opportunity, exploiting it to, the, to your fullest ability, and obviously then trying to realize as much gain from it as possible. So when we're talking about these uh, entrepreneurs and uh, people in, in our country who are, who are doing this, um, you, you, you guys decided at WITS to launch the WITS Entrepreneurship uh, Clinic. What is the idea there to, to help people who are undertaking this journey? So the, the clinic was launched really with the intention of, in the first instance, addressing unemployment, but particularly youth unemployment. And we're trying to do this in two ways. The first is through the graduates themselves, or our graduates or our students themselves, who are, are working as clinicians in the clinic, um, volunteer clinicians, and they're leveraging their skills, they're leveraging their abilities to provide the support to both fellow student entrepreneurs or indeed entrepreneurs from the community. And so through that, we're addressing graduate unemployment, and then in so doing, we're also accelerating businesses and hoping then to grow businesses within communities that WITS has a presence in, particularly inner city Johannesburg, as well as then WITS rural facility. And in in so doing, we're wanting to accelerate these businesses and generate employment accordingly. Now, Often you'll hear in South Africa 
people talking about entrepreneurship as a potential option when it comes to helping to solve some of our employment issues. But I've also seen some think tanks saying that, you know, if you take a young person and you tell them that, look, there's no jobs out there, the only way that you're going to be able to do this is to start your own business and, and survive in that way, that, that maybe we're throwing them to the wolves a little bit because South Africa has a very difficult environment when it comes to nurturing entrepreneurs, whether it's in the regulatory environment or just the economic environment or the network in terms of, you know, whatever else is going on. What would you say about you know, how effective it can be if you're a young person looking to start some kind of a business in this environment? It's a very good question. And I think you're quite right to point out that it's a challenging journey at, at the best of times and within much better contexts for entrepreneurship, much more supportive context than, than what we have in South Africa. So my response to that is quite simply that it is an option. It is a journey that can be embarked on as an alternative to formal employment. But if it's going to be seen as a solution to addressing unemployment in a holistic fashion, then we certainly need a far more stronger response from all quarters in order to in, in see this as a viable alternative. So it's all very well to suggest to use that, yeah, we, you need to go out there, you need to start your own businesses, you need to, as, as, a, sorry, as a viable alternative to a formal, um, for formal work, but at the same time, if government, government's not providing the right support, we don't have the right ecosystem in place, then it's unfortunately not going to be as strong a solution as, as we envisage it would be. So it, it really does need a far more interactive, far more holistic approach from all quarters in order to see it work. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, um, it's not a suggestion we, 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 we take lightly or make lightly. We, we simply say that we will try as a clinic to provide whatever support we can in order to help that particular ideal be realized. Now, when you're talking about entrepreneurs, it's also very much a mindset and also a, a set of skills that is sort of not obvious from your math or your science or English or Afrikaans or whatever it is that you, you're learning in school. You, you're dealing with youth entrepreneurs, someone who I'm assuming has taken the initiative already to maybe contact you guys at the clinic and say, well, you know, I want to start a business and uh, you know, what do I need to do to make this successful? Uh, what is the, the sort of number one challenge that you're finding for young people who are coming to you from not I'm not talking about money and all of that sort of thing, just from their own kind of personal development perspective to be able to make some of this stuff successful. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a very good question again, and I think that perhaps some of the biggest challenges we we're seeing amongst youth is it's not so much the desire. I mean, they certainly youth are very very hungry. They're passionate. They're creative. They're innovative. They want to see. They want to succeed. Youth want to build lasting businesses and sustainable businesses. Um, but often there's a mismatch between what youth want to achieve and, and potentially on one hand the resources available or even at the, on the other hand the actual information around what they're wanting to do or wanting to achieve being available too. And that information can be as far-reaching as information about market, market potential, that sort of thing. Okay, so there is an, an, an information. Is there also an issue with what we might call Me Too enterprises, right? So uh, the classic one is, uh, you know, say, a car wash or the, the, the typical lemonade stand, you know, that uh, jumble sale. People are like, okay, well, I'm going to enter the market here and I'm going to bring to market a business. But actually, the problem is not that they can't do the business. The problem is that 
40,000 other people have thought about this before and there's no way for them to differentiate themselves in, in, in the particular marketplace and get off the ground. Yeah, so that repli- replicative approach is, is quite commonplace, particularly in the informal economy where spaces for innovation are far more limited, resources that are available are far more limited. And I mention that because we, we often work very closely within the informal economy. But I will say this, that I think generationally what we're seeing is a far more active engagement with technology, adoption of technology with around opportunities, using technology to help realize opportunities. And and that, I think, will be the game changer down the line. So Gen Z is a very different is a very different generation when it comes to understanding the entrepreneurial environment, the entrepreneurial space. And, and that very much is usually driven through technology overall. We're talking to Rob Fenter today. He's from Wits University and talking about the issue of entrepreneurship and how can we make it work in our society. If you have any questions for Rob, let us know. 34519 is the SMS line and uh, you should be able to get through to us and ask some questions about entrepreneurship. Talking to Rob Fenter today, he is from Wits University talking about the issue of uh, Entrepreneurship in our society. And Rob, uh, you, you were talking here about uh, you saying Gen Z and the access to technology and the internet. Have, have you come across anything interesting, people using technology in different ways in your clinic uh, that is sort of inspiring about different approaches when it comes to the issue of entrepreneurship? So again, yeah, we, we, we haven't seen anything directly with, with entrepreneurs we're working with ourselves. Um, we're working closely, that having been said, with our digital um, partner or our digital incubator partner in Brampton, Tsumolokong, and they are working very closely with a whole range of digital entrepreneurs. So a lot of a lot of the entrepreneurs we'd be working with um, would uh, typically be at the, the the stage of digital discovery around opportunities, how they want to bring that digitalization into the opportunity and and integrate it accordingly. Um, so, um, so at this stage, um, we, 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 we're seeing some interesting movement, but we haven't had anything that's, uh, that's particularly sort of, um, I would want to say, it, uh, stand out in terms of talking about and, and solidifying at this stage. Um, but we are working with some entrepreneurs around some of the ideas and, and wanting to explore that further. Uh, through Tumulakon particularly. Now let's talk about the issue of capital because very often you find that when you speak to entrepreneurs, the number one thing that they're going to say is, look, I just don't have the money that I need to to run the business or, or, the, or the venture capitalists in South Africa or maybe not that keen to get in on early stage businesses because it's so risky. Is this something that you've seen uh, and ob- observed or, or would you say that, that the issue of money is, is not as big as people make it out to be? So, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's something that is, is definitely there. I mean, I think it's always going to be there as part of discussions that we have with our, with entrepreneurs that we work with, but it's not as big as what we thought it was. We did some training, for instance, with a group of entrepreneurs just recently in Jabalani, and uh, one of the questions we asked was, um, what are the biggest, cha- what are the biggest challenges that you're currently facing? And it wasn't necessarily about access to funding. I think intuitively what we understand is that and I think what entrepreneurs understand is that bootstrapping is really the most critical part of the, the, the startup journey. 
and and using own resources, using whatever resources are available to you to get that business up and running and to establish some sort of market presence is really what a lot of entrepreneurs are embracing at this stage. So funding is is something that is definitely there as a challenge, but but certainly not as magnified as what we thought it would be. Yeah, that is very interesting to hear uh, because, as you say, it does come up from from time to time. I mean, Rob, when, when we're talking about the broader environment, just going back to that in entrepreneurship, I mean, if if you could make one policy recommendation or, or, or one thing that you that you run into every single day at the clinic when you're talking to young entrepreneurs, what what would be the number one thing if you were talking to government to say, well, we need to do X to really sort of start unlocking certain kinds of of things? Yeah, so, so for, for me, it, it's definitely about almost the, the, the bureaucratic stranglehold in a sense. So it, it's kind of loosening up the, the, the processes around starting businesses, registering businesses, and so forth, and, and making that a lot more fluid, a lot more easy and quicker. That would be certainly one of the things that I'd point to. And there's a whole host of probably others that, that we could talk about. But I think for me, in the immediate, I think that's what entrepreneurs would, would in the, in, in the, in sort of most directly be struggling with most immediately. So getting that business up and running, getting it formalized and making that process as easy and fluid as possible is something that I would, I would suggest would need to be talked about. Now, if you have a young person listening to a program like this, or maybe there's a, a parent of a young person and, and they are, are thinking about, well, what is it that they, you know, they, they want to go do? I've, I've heard this discussion before, you know, the kid is, I don't know, into property or crypto or I don't know, something and doesn't want to go to university uh, and the parents are having a fight about this. I mean, would you say that there's an established journey or suggestion that you would make to people who are thinking about entrepreneurship and want to, and want to get involved with this? So, Look, these are difficult discussions that I think many young people have with their parents. And I think establishing entrepreneurship as a strong career alternative is something that we're strongly working on within the clinic and we're wanting to promote and, and to suggest to um, parents as well as then potential youth entrepreneurs that this is a path to follow. It's, it's certainly a challenging path and it's certainly something that as a university, not just as a clinic, um, we are very committed to supporting. So, um, whether the, um, young, whether the, the young aspirant entrepreneur wants to go straight off the bat into an entrepreneurial career or simply wants to tack that on to a university education, we would certainly want to see ourselves as supporting that particular direction. I can understand the concerns of parents, particularly in challenging environments where, where, where youth want to start businesses and want to explore opportunities. Uh, this could be anxiety provoking, but at the same time, we shouldn't limit entrepreneurship as a particular career alternative. And it should be something that we do continuously explore and try to support as much as possible. I mean, is there a hybrid model here, Rob? I mean, if someone, would you suggest, say, someone thinks about doing a general BCom, for example, or a, a BA in, in, the, in the area that the person is interested in, but then spend the rest of their time thinking about building a business? I mean, you do get some time off at universities? Uh, yes. So um, hybrid Entrepreneurship is actually very popular and it's usually something that we see enacted 
by uh, people or organizations, uh, individuals, sorry, working in full-time jobs that are then having so-called side hustles, side gigs, whatever you want to call it, um, working that entrepreneurial angle in, con- in addition to having that full-time job. And that hybridity often leads to more robust exits into that entrepreneurial space in a more full-time capacity because obviously you're able to build that, that, that business in a safer way. You've got that safer net, uh, safety net. So the hybrid approach is absolutely then something that we could envisit within the university space where, and, and it does happen more commonly than not, when students are running businesses while simultaneously uh, studying. And that, that is something that we're quite excited about. And, and those are the types of students that we're working with quite actively here. So Robert, if, if people are interested in seeing the clinic, seeing the work that you're doing, being part of one of your programs, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, so um, so I can give you the email address. Um, our email address is administrator.wec at vits.ac.za. And then I can give our website as well. Um, we've got a lot of information on there, and it's, it's something that uh, our individuals interested in working with us welcome to explore. And that's https uh, colon forward slash forward slash, and that's www.vits.ac.za and it's forward slash entrepreneurship dash clinic forward slash. Okay, so if you go onto the website vits.ac.za forward slash entrepreneurship dash clinic, then then you'll have everything there and you can certainly go and see. I mean, do you run regular programs or is it just kind of a walk-in thing? It's a combination of both. So we've got, um, we do have walk-in we welcome that. And at the same time, yes, we do run programs. Uh, we've just run one, as I mentioned, in Jabalani, and we'll have others planned. So, yeah, definitely all there on the website. And anybody is welcome to just have a look at what we're doing. And, again, if you're interested in what we're doing, feel free to contact us. Well, there you go. That is Rob Fenter. He is from the Fitz Entrepreneurship Clinic talking to us about some of the issues in entrepreneurship in our economy. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for joining us on Chai FM. Thank you, Benji, and thank you to your listeners. There we go. That was Rob Fenter, and I'm Benji Shulman on the new Blue Review.